2: Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's
1: professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom
2: Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff
0: here.
3: This is Rich Swan, Matt
0: Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Lou Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is...
2: Both the raisins,
1: nevermore. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast, I am Luke Owen from my studio apartment and there is no intro for today's podcast because, now if you're one of our patron backers, I'm kind of backtrack a little bit. If you're one of our Patreon backers and you listen to our WrestleMania 26 review, you will have heard the story of how the first 40 minutes of it are a bit garbled. Not garbled, but like it's, it's not the smoothest running thing. And that's because Ollie's laptop crashed at the end of the record. So he didn't get to press stop on the record that he was doing. And because of that, the file didn't completely save. We had to go to an external company and get them to fix it because we couldn't fix it ourselves and it cost us quite a bit of money. Now, if you watch today's live stream, you will have seen that Ollie's laptop froze again and his portion of the stream just sort of stopped. Mine continued. I was able to end the stream and sort of, you know, get the final file. But that of course means that Ollie doesn't have the recording of the intro and outro that we did before the start of the stream. So, yeah, there is no intro or outro for this show, really. But I do want to give a special shout out to Harry Iverson. Harry sent us an email that said, Hey, Luke and Ollie, I just finished listening to the podcast and you read out my email. It put a massive smile on my face hearing Ollie remember my Ruto pay hey, and say it's one of the all time great. Well, my birthday is just one day removed from Ollie's and it's almost like it's some sort of coincidence. Yes, this email is a tad early, but I thought I would send it now to hopefully get a shout out on Tuesday's show as there's no podcast on a Monday. And I'll be working, helping keep my region moving on my birthday. Stay swapped and safe, you guys. Love the Geordie bus driver, Harry. P.S. Happy birthday, Ollie. Hope you had a wonderful day, depending on when you read this. And look out for a tweet on as I'll be sending a picture of my sexy self at work on my birthday. Love you all at WrestleTalk from Harry. And he did, in fact, send us that photograph. So thank you very much for that, Harry. And a happy bloody birthday to you. Um, what else didn't you get from the deleted intro and outro? Oh, I'm watching Breaking Bad uh, for the first time. And I think it's okay um ollie got a lovely birthday card from the team here at wrestle talk he's going to post a picture of that up on the social medias i believe um and yeah do you know what let's just dive into the show hopefully on thursday we'll have a proper intro and outro that ollie's computer won't crash making and therefore we can actually get a proper podcast out but for now here is the raw review where we're talking about a debuting new star here is the show
2: We've got a new star on the main roster. It was always most definitely the plan. Austin Theory debuted last night.
1: Yeah, so this was what we got the report late last week that Andrade had been pulled from WrestleMania, not because of Steve Carino, as everyone else has been pulled, but because uh, he got a rib injury during the match. When we did our video last week, where we said, oh my God, a WWE star got knocked out. What we actually missed was there was a different WWE star who got a rib broken. Uh, <laughs> and that, that person was Andrade. So Andrade was pulled from the match and they announced that Austin Theory would be replacing him because he was available. You know, they're at the performance center. It was very much a
2: case of just like, throw a dart. He's available. He'll do. It really does seem that way. If if I was an NXT roster wrestler, I would get the hell out of there. I would go home and wait out for the apocalypse with my family at home, not in Florida, because as we saw with, uh, is it Caden Carter later mm-hmm. on? If you're around, if you're just hanging out at the performance center doing some weights, you're going to get called into job, uh, but but with Austin Theory's case, that doesn't seem to be what's going to happen with him. Uh, one of the beliefs, which came from cage side Seats' rumor section, uh, is that Paul Heyman has seen something in Austin Theory. Theory as uh, Andrade's replacement is actually a Heyman choice. And it totally fits with the way Paul Heyman does things. Dio Madden, for example, he was called up from NXT to be a Raw commentator with Heyman's new look commentary team alongside Vic Joseph and Jerry Lawler, which was more of a Vince McMahon direction. And Dio Madden had hardly ever done commentary before. Paul Heyman has always been a big fan of, yeah, I see something in you, and then just chucking them in at the, the deep end, which is a really exciting way to do stuff. And I, I think, especially in this match, he was in the the, the six man tag here. He didn't really get a chance to shine. In fact, the most memorable moment was when he s- was seemingly out of pos- position for that huge Ooh. Montez Ford dive or that crash. He, Montez Ford does a flip dive over the top rope to the outside towards Theory, and it's Ford, so you better believe he's going to get an extra three meters of height. For whatever reason, Theory is still on his knees, so he doesn't get to catch Ford, and you just hear this almighty clash oh. on the steel ramp. I thought they put a sound effect on. I,
1: I thought this is like a post-production sound effect crash and splat because it was so loud
2: yeah i and and you've got to think well maybe ford did that as a spot I, ca- if he did and that's the case then he's an idiot because no, these no, aren't the shows yeah. to pull out those sorts of spots which honestly do take matches off of your career
1: yeah we've got to think of that kofi kingston when he did it um saudi showdown which was like a, such a silly spot to take and yeah, I've, uh, I've got to think that when you look at the replay, it looks like Austin's out of position. And because he doesn't really react like he, do- like he moved out of the way of it. Um, and it did lead directly to the finish as well. So you've got to think it would have been Ford taken out of theory so that Aus- um, Austin, so that Owens can give the stunner to Gaza in the ring to get the win in the six man tag. But it was interesting at the start of this that Vega, Zelina Vega came out to announce that Andrade was injured, you know, as had been reported. But. Just like she had done with Angel Gaza, she has found a new associate. And this associate is the, you know this young rookie, I think he's like 22 years old or something, Austin Theory. And they did play it up like this was an official call-up. This wasn't just, hey, he's a replacement for Andrade. This is a call-up now.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and that is exciting. I thought it actually made Vega look really cool. Yeah, totally. It made Vega look like an actual faction leader who isn't just there as a bit of set dressing she's not just there to interfere on people's behalves. she's actually got a a game plan going into all of this so yeah i was i was a big fan of the way that was done and yeah be it, i mean it's a shame because he'll he'll just be called up to have a match that is a sent you know it's an s word show but all mm-hmm. of wrestlemania um and then you'd think he's not going to be around For a while, because realistically, WWE have only taped up until next Monday's Raw. Then they run out of content. And I think that this whole self-quarantining thing is going to go on until June. So, yeah, whatever plans they have for Theory, I don't know if they're still going to be in that mindset come three months from now. Also, it would be fun for us to workshop
1: a tag name for them because the only reason Angel Gaza is also on the main roster is because Andrade got a wellness policy violation and they needed to continue Zelina Vega's feud with Rey. So Gaza was on the main roster because Andrade got suspended, and now Theory's on the main roster because Andrade got injured. These two have a good connection, like they have, but we, they just need like a re, they need a name that reflects that. Plan B. <laughs> Yes. So it's Street Profits versus Plan B at WrestleMania for the tag titles. It's a good job um, they lost here to to really put them over yeah. as a tag team contender.
2: Yeah, they, they said so they were more into building Owens and Rollins off of this. And and they totally should be because this this Street Profits-Gaza-Andrade-slash-theory match was only announced last Monday. The reason that was announced was because it was meant to be Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. This whole show that we're building towards is is scrapped match after scrapped match. And that isn't that out of the ordinary for WWE. Vince McMahon changes his mind a lot. But now it's like it's that plus all of this other stuff that's going on. It's an absolute nightmare. It's a, it's a terribly built like show.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that when we they run down the WrestleMania card, where you are look at it and be like, well, that match
2: isn't happening. That match hasn't taken place. That match isn't happening. Yeah, uh, but to jump over to The Undertaker, which was the part that actually opened the episode, we have a video recap package of AJ Styles' feud with Michelle McCall so far. <laughs> and then it just goes to The Undertaker, not in the ring. I thought this was a very good bit of staging. It was somewhere backstage, I presume. And it was just the Undertaker looking right into the camera and cutting a pro- promo on Alan Jones, which is AJ Styles' real name, or and was it alad Jones? alad Jones. He was cutting a promo on the Snowman kid, <laughs> uh, and he just he sort of puts out that AJ couldn't hang with Undertaker in the Attitude Era days. He said he said like Stone Cold, The Rock. Booker T. I was like, but no, book tea. Yeah, He was in TNA, yeah. Um he said AJ crossed the line though when he brought up Michelle McCool. Uh which was a the TNA catchphrase. Yeah, cross the line, I thought that too. <laughs> and and yeah, it was it, but at the end of the day, he'll rest in peace.
1: Yeah, he did say, uh, Michelle McCall, you're just jealous of her because she does the Styles Clash better than you do. And I, I gave it what Michelle McCall used to call her. I was like, come on, mate, no one ever used that name. Everyone just said, Michelle McCall does the Styles Clash.
2: Yeah, I, so I've seen a lot of people really, really like this Undertaker promo. And I did, did enjoy it. I thought it was the I'm best thing. Yeah, I thought it was the best thing in this feud so far. But that is damning with faint praise a bit because I don't think this has been a good feud. And I think the the central idea, the thesis of AJ wrestling Mark Calloway has made The Undertaker look lame. And it's not something I, I, I don't... I'm not into this whole approach. But Undertaker effectively cut in a, a, an American badass promo is what he did. He even said the line, I'll make you famous. Try me. I'll make you famous. And he's got the bandana and the leather jacket on. But with all that, that Michelle McCall line, I know it was meant to, you know, you can kayfabe explain it as him trying to get under AJ's skin, but it didn't come off like that. It came off like Undertaker was a bit lame and he Mm -hmm. was still just, you know, trying to lamely defend his wife, which, you know, you should totally defend your wife, but this was a kind of lame comeback version of that. And then, there were a few bits of awkward, clunky WWE scripting that's that infected this promo. Like uh, you know, he said the show of shows at one point. And I just thought. Hmm. But it's I, too I, big for one nut AJ Styles. Yeah. I did enjoy the promo, but I I I'm I I'm I'm not I'm missing whatever everyone else is really on board with. No, I, I mean I really
1: like this promo, and I do agree with you that it was—it does kind of expose some of the lameness of the Undertaker at times. But I, I think it's—it's it's kind of an interesting feud because I think that there's almost a sensible way to take this is that aj beats taker at mania in the boner match like aj beats taker and then you can build to the rematch of aj versus undertaker and that's when the phenom comes out so like the undertaker we get at mania isn't it's not the american badass he's not coming out to roll in on a motorbike or anything like that he's just coming out as mark and i know
2: your belovedness right here
1: uh so you you know and mark gets beaten and by mark getting beaten that's what you know the phenom then comes out of that to reap your soul aj styles because that's what aj really wants aj doesn't want to fight mark he wants to fight the phenom all of that would make complete sense had the phenom undertaker not beaten aj styles already last month like he's already beaten like the, the the dead man has already beaten him so the story they're telling of like I want the dead man is like, well, you got the dead man already, and you're lost.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a a good a good promo, a good installment this week, but overall it's I think it's a bit little too late. Uh this is the go home episode or the stay home <laughs> hey, episode. Oh, hello.
1: Oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 uh. uh.
2: that's not lag, that's us
1: going, oh, yeah. oh, uh, 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 uh. uh. <laughs>
2: Uh, so let's do our Hammer Patreon shout-outs. Uh, mm. You've let to do some plugging of what you can get if you become a Hammer on Patreon for us. Well, if you are one of our Pledge Hammers on Patreon, you've
1: had quite the week. Because on Monday, you got our three-and-a-bit-hour review, I think it is, of WrestleMania 26, what I would describe as the blandest WrestleMania of all time. Um, Just such an uninteresting show, but an interesting podcast because we dive into all the Brett and Vince stuff, all the backstage stuff that was happening around that. The arguments that Sean and Undertaker were having with Vince McMahon about having Jim Ross call their match and Vince McMahon saying, no, absolutely not. There's loads of stuff that we dive into there. Vince McMahon's crazy plan for the Brett Vince match and why the match was structured to be the way that it was um so we got that and then yesterday or rather today in fact we posted up our wrestle talk after dark podcast which is me ollie and laurie getting a bit tipsy having well we just had a few drinks yesterday and we answered random questions talked about disney plus deep thoughts on star wars and then for about 45 minutes oh my (laughs) god because we haven't got Big Apple Takedown to read at the moment, we did a Sonic the Hedgehog Choose Your Own Adventure book that was published in 1993. So, you know, it's just after the release of Sonic 2, so it's a very early era of the Sonic canon. And, yeah, it was also a bit, like, it's a bit D&D because you have to add stats to things and stuff. And Laurie and Ollie, I could see, got a little bit bored uh,
2: during it because there was a lot of tunnels, a lot of lefts, and a lot of rights but Luke was having fun. And, and I, I, I like that. That's what got me through. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick this out because Luke's having fun. And that makes me happy. Uh, but thank you to our $25 a month or more pledge hammers who just got in before the end of March. Listening to Big Apple Takedown, maybe not, Dandy Spruce. Woo, Whoa, oh. yes. Uh, Joseph Starsky and McCutcheon. Thank you very much. Stuff. This is a great name here. Joe,
1: Joe. Joe, Joe, yes, yes, very nice. Well,
2: some of my favourites: the power couple Stephen
1: and Giovanna. Power couple, super hot. Oh, sorry, it's, I'm not looking at the screen. One second. Uh, where are you? Oh, it's this hand. Other here. side. Thank
2: you, Stephen and yeah, Giovanna. that was a terrible. That was terrible from me. Uh, and my immortal is my favourite song, Mashy. Thank you. Yeah, oh, cool. I'm glad That's to hear name. that. Man. Maurice Half. Vince will bury him soon enough. Uh, Well, I mean, going by, you know, all
1: the other Heyman ideas, uh, yeah, he probably will, because, you know, he might get Cedric'd, he might get ricocheted, he might get Dio maddened, you know, just into oblivion.
2: Well, I... Uh, I think if we, you know, if we lay out all the uh, the Paul Heyman guys, so Drew McIntyre did well, Buddy Murphy did well. Uh, I th- I think Alistair Black is still hanging in there. That the, you know, those guys mm. are good, but you know, Cedric Alexander, uh, Ricochet, mm. uh, you know, it's uh, there's yeah. Dio Madden. So Austin, theory, looking at that, I don't know which way could go. Could actually. go either I just way. Don't know, do you? James Williams, what's up with Zelina and the letter A? Andrade, Angel, and now Austin.
1: Hey man, that's how you get the call up these days. With Zelina Vega, have a name that begins with
2: A. Do you think she's just got a register? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when she's yeah, when she says I, I'm looking, you know, I'm I've, I've, I'm looking for fresh free agents all the time. What she's actually doing? Is she's gone on he's gone onto WWE's roster page on Wikipedia
1: yeah skipped over Aaron A Aronson. Uh, and his <laughs> to Andrade and then to Angel Garza
2: uh Alberto Del Rio could be oh well he
1: did say according that according to him
2: okay according to according to Andrade he's back in the company uh, in the summer yeah uh, not, not apparently, according to WWE. Vince sees a <laughs> Alberto Del Rio in the CM Punk category of never again. Yeah. Uh, the bad one, Ryan, be bad between the Taker AJ and Edge Orton feuds. This is the mania of breaking kayfabe.
1: I'm not sure about the Edge and Orton one. Yeah, like, that's I very that. much within kayfabe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh Ronnie Jones, will you be doing the WrestleMania live stream reactions? Yes, we will.
1: Yes, so uh, because Ollie is breaking his back at the moment, creating all of the content, he's you know doing, working six days a week to get this done. Ollie won't be a part of the live streams because he will need it. He'll be needed to do the green screen review that will come the following day. So uh, Ollie is going to be breaking his back to continue making that great content. Um, so the live stream on night one will be me and Laurie, Uh and then me and Adam will do the podcast review. And then on night two, it will be me, Laurie and Pete doing the live reactions with me and Adam doing the podcast review and Ollie doing all of the green screen uh, review stuff, which is going to be really, really cool. It's really exciting. Um, and yeah, we Adam was going to be part of the live stream reactions, but he uh, decided that uh, their apartment is too small and his <laughs> girlfriend would like to sleep uh, and Fair him him presenting a video throughout the night is not going to (laughs) be a conducive way for her to get sleep, which I think is completely fair enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. And just this quick one before we get into the rest of the review, Raphael C. I just have to say, everyone needs to watch No Rolls Barred. It's the best storytelling I've seen in years. Can't wait for season two. I had the support on Patreon. Thank you, Raphael.
1: Thank you so, so much. Yeah, enjoy all the bonus content that's gone up over there. And if you're listening to this on the podcast version and you're like, oh, well, I haven't got time for a two hour long video. It's okay, folks. There's a podcast version of the show as well. That's got the same intros and outros that the Talk podcast has got as well. So it's more bonus content for everyone.
2: Yeah, it's really good stuff. We're super proud of it. Um, we will get to the rest of your stuff. Uh, oh, the the bad one, Ryan B. Bad, has gotten in to clarify his comment. During Edge's promo he called himself Adam Copeland. that that's been done plenty of times before. I think that yeah. I don't think that's that's not a new thing. Mm. uh let's get on with the actual episode of raw so it started off with that aj uh well the undertaker promo on aj and then optimus lynch turned up (laughs) yes very very good she arrived in this sort of big truck
1: cab thing that's got a big picture of her face and her hairs sort of going into the flames it was a pretty cool look definitely was meant to be her WrestleMania entrance.
2: Oh, yeah, that's confirmed now.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, is it
2: really? Came out. Yeah, yeah, it was reported that was meant to be. Which is such a shame. That's such a cool idea. It would have looked awesome.
1: Yeah, that um, pulling
2: into the arena would have been so mm, cool. And then uh, Becky Prime came out onto the stage part of the of the the building and cut a, cut a promo about her winning the belt. And then we got in its entirety, Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte. Uh, from WrestleMania last year, I was really curious about what they were going to play at the end, and they right? still yeah, they still played the exact same finish of Ronda's shoulders being up with the yeah. with the shot like right there, and Corey
1: Graves going like Ronda's shoulders were up, she's got to <laughs> claim that she didn't
2: lose. Yeah, so um, it's but seeing that it is a bit of a shame that that hasn't been a part of Shayna Baszler's motivation.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because a lot of Becky's promo work is about the friendship between Basler and Ronda, but none of Basler's promos are, which I mm. think is by design because I think it's meant to be it's is saying like look, I'm more than just being Ronda's mate and you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're current, you're feuding with you're feuding with Ronda. I'm feuding with you. Like, you know, and it, uh, so I think that should, probably could have been played up a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think it's been it's been interesting that they have never mentioned the fact that Rhonda's shoulders were up
2: and she shouldn't have lost the title. Yeah, I, I just think because this this feud hasn't connected with me, and I th- I think I'm not speaking out of turn when I don't think it's connected with a lot of people. Um, it just hasn't, and I don't know whether that's Becky's character being a bit inconsistent at times, or whether it's because the meat of the story just hasn't worked the way it should have done but if you sort of give Shayna baszler this but you're and you're not the rightful champion i think that could be a really interesting layer to have added to it which might have yeah. worked
1: no i completely agree i think it has been becky's inconsistent character i think has been part of the problem of
2: this story and the fact that it's sort of been told out of order a little
1: bit um but i'm still looking forward to the match
2: yeah um so we come back to the arena and Shayna baszler attacks becky from behind chokes her out just like becky did last week with that chair shot from the darkness and i thought the camera work was really good here they they did essentially cut around it a bit more like a scene in a tv show as opposed to a you know something live yeah. unfolding more sports based yeah and then she did the
1: sort of like powerbomb thing swinging her
2: into the uh announcer's table which looked really effective uh, then we got Alistair Black squashing a guy called Jason Cade. I do not know where they're getting these people, <laughs> and they—it was just they just to promote Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley, which is a WrestleMania match. I thought wasn't going to happen because Bobby went to South Africa recently to promote a WWE tour there. That's obviously since been postponed, and one of the rules apparently was you cannot wrestle for WWE if you recently been overseas or someone you know as you've been in contact with has been overseas and bobby has so i'm surprised that this match is presumably
1: happening well so i mean uh, we've got we've done our predictions video for wrestlemania we've done the record for it which will be going up tomorrow i think um and my prediction in that is that after corbin has been beaten by mojo rawley uh with the help of the gronk alistair black is going to lay out a open challenge and corbin is going to come out to accept that open challenge quick black mass and corbin loses again um because you know i and i think that would be fun stuff for corbin to do as the heel that no one likes you know it's fun well yeah okay bunny ears yeah bucky o'hare is it's fun
2: stuff yeah well we'll see uh after that we got a recap of seth's promo from last week brilliant promo brilliant Which promo a- Really, really good, uh, <laughs> and that six-man tag where Austin Theory debuted—it was good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I Seth Rollins told quite an interesting story where he was essentially using Gaza and Theory as fodder as as Operation Human Shield against Kevin Owens. He was always yeah. tagging out so he didn't get stuck in the ring with KO, and that is an interesting narrative, really, for their feud. You know, KO is saying. I'm NXT, everyone in the Performance Center kind of resents you, and here's Seth exploiting these two guys who have only recently come up from NXT, yep. his advantage. So I, I, they didn't really play into that, but I thought that the subtext was was very good. Hmm. Yeah,
1: a decent little match. You know, it's standard six-man stuff of like you know, Ford gets worked, like they, the, the babyfaces run wild, Ford gets worked over, Dawkins gets the hot tag, he gets worked over. For uh, Owens gets the hot tag, go to the end with the schmars and Owens picks up the win. But as he's pinning Gaza, uh, well, once the pin has been counted, um, Rollins stomps him for his troubles. Uh, and then after we got a, a promo for the big show show, which we'll talk about in a second, Owens then cut a promo himself um, saying that Rollins has kicked some sense into him and said that the performance center had been, was built despite Seth Rollins. Rollins was a nightmare to deal with in FCW and uh, called him an arrogant dip S word. Yeah. Someone's been watching dynamite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, th- that whole bit, I didn't really, I, I've never heard that story that Seth Rollins was like that? I
1: think there was a... I'm pretty sure I remember hearing a some stories that there were uh, some of the indie guys went into places like FCW and NXT in its early days thinking they already knew everything because, you know, they have been working the indie scene for 10 years. But what WWE thought was like, no, 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 you know how to work the indies. You don't know how to work the WWE style, which is what you then are, get, well, are taught, you know, you, you're taught to learn so i wonder if that's what they mean you know it, it's that seth went in there being like no no, i you know i'm a former ring of honor champion you know i was having hour-long matches with roderick strong i already know how to do a wrestle and wwe were like yeah but do you know where the hard cam is <laughs> and <laughs> so yeah and, and i imagine if you go in there thinking you do know everything because you have wrestled hour-long matches in front of
2: 10 people then wwe are going to think that you're a bit arrogant. Yeah, so I think that's where my problem with that part of the content, I'm being super biggie here, came from. And that's what WWE, in my view, very incorrectly thinks. Mm. And to hear that come through Kevin Owens's mouth, uh, jarred with me, I think Seth's promo was so good last week because I think he's got a very good case. Mm. And the idea that the Performance Center, NXT, That has come from him, really, and his work. He paved the way for all those opportunities to be made for other people. So, when Kevin Owens comes back and tries to undermine that, he needs a hell of an argument. And he didn't convince me. So, I'm sort of more on the Seth Rollins side. What I really liked, though, is when Kevin Owens started picking apart Seth Rollins' WrestleMania record and saying, Yeah, but you helped, that these guys helped you to win that one. He used underhand tactics for this one, and he qualified. He was like, "Look, I've done the same thing, but what I'm saying is that this Saturday, so it's a night one match this Saturday, none of that matters. It's just me versus you then I thought that was a much better sell of the match.
1: yeah, I really enjoyed that stuff. Watch it be on Sunday night now as well um and." <laughs> I was thinking about them sort of doing their WrestleMania things, you know, like Seth is calling himself Mr. WrestleMania, you know, saying that he's got this sort of like great WrestleMania record. Um, I suddenly I thought that would have been a way to improve the AJ storyline as well, because apart from his first WrestleMania, I think AJ is unbeaten at Mania because he quite, I think still quite stupidly lost to Jericho on his first WrestleMania, which I think was a completely idiotic decision to make. If you had gone the right direction with that one and had AJ unbeaten, he could have then used that as like, I've got my own WrestleMania streak. So now I'm going up against the Undertaker, the king of the WrestleMania streak. That might have also helped the feud slightly. But do you want to talk about the big show show? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent yes. This looks like it was. I'm pretty sure this had been recorded in 1995, and then has just been like locked in a time capsule. <laughs> and Netflix uncovered it, and we're like, "Oh my god! The Big Show made a sitcom in 1995. Let's air it now." It's the Southpaw
2: Wrestling of <laughs> Netflix. You know what? What what do they call it? One camera shoots, no multi cam shoots. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it and it's going to be crap, and my lady partner's going to hate it, but I'm going to watch it. Do you think that me and Adam should work on, like, ten things we learned from the Big Show show? Yes. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> I think that's going to be a big hitter. Ten yeah. funniest moments, ten yeah. backstage stories, ten botches, you know, how the Montreal Screwjob created <laughs> the Big Show show. All the <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, why Big Show should turn heel on the Big Show <laughs> show. Real
1: reason for the
2: Big Show show. <laughs> Yellow arrow. Just point yeah. to Egghead. <laughs> uh, oh, after that, we got a, a, a Randy Orton and Edge video recap package. Excellent video packages on this show, uh, mm-hmm. as per usual. And it cuts to Edge backstage. Quite an intimate area. And he talks about... How he's a junkie for this, he loves wrestling. He says that his definition of grit is different to Randy's. He would have turned down evolution because grit to him is proving himself on his own terms. And the the bit I liked most, Randy is jealous of Edge. He yeah. doesn't love Edge. He's jealous of Edge's passion.
1: I particularly love the line, you're okay with being okay. I cool. thought that was a really good line because they've always said that the, the, about Randy Orton is that he should be the best wrestler in this entire planet but he chooses not to because he's not motivated like he's, he is they, Triple H just said it in, in you know very candid interview saying like Randy Orton should be way better than he is and he's really good but he should be so much better but he doesn't want to, pu- he never pushes himself and that, that's Edge's line here, you're just okay with being just okay
2: yeah, I really liked it. I thought this was, I thought this was probably the second best promo on the on the show. on on a show of very good promos.
1: Yeah, my other favorite line from that is that I make Randy Orton better, and the last time he was mm. this good, the last time Randy Orton was this good was nine years ago. Yeah, which is, I love that line of just you know putting it into Randy's head, it's like you have been coasting for the last nine years because I've not been here to make you better. Although it was really, really good stuff.
2: Um, I've just been told, breaking news, breaking news, the QuizzleMania live stream is set up (gasps) and is available to click and see the thumbnail. I'm going to spam it in the comments. Amazing. Put it in here. Uh, Here is QuizzleMania. So that is tomorrow uh, at 9 p.m., we've got it for currently. April 1st, April Fool's Day. It looks like we've just put up an April Fool's <sighs> joke in advance. Excellent thumbnail. My hair's thinning so bad. Uh, <laughs> after that video, sorry, sorry that uh, Edge promo, we got Asuka versus Caden Carter in a squash match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. This was an NXT cameo, not an NXT call up like Austin yep. Theory. Uh, and yeah, Asuka just beat her very quickly, as she should have done really, and cut an awesome promo in Japanese. No idea what she was saying, but she's so animated about it. Yeah, so, (laughs) so great. Absolutely loved her promo. Uh, Rhea Ripley was shown uh, turning up to the Performance Centre earlier today. She's walking along outside, and then this giant leg, the (laughs) giant leg of Charlotte Flair just swooped in from the corner of the shot and kicked her into uh, sort of a garage door. And I, I just thought, what? How did she sneak up on her? Yeah, Charlotte I don't know is how that happened. Charlotte's like eight feet tall with heels on. She's yeah. she, she'll be awkwardly running along the tarmac. There is no cover. The, Rhea Ripley didn't even have sunglasses
1: on. <clears throat> no, uh, Charlotte did attack her from out of nowhere in broad daylight in front of her.
2: This was one of those segments that's good on paper, but in execution is dumb. And it may be, it's, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world by a long shot, but I just, I, I ended this being like, well, that was stupid.
1: Yeah. When, and then, when
2: everything else on the show made me want to see a match. So yeah, I, I did, did think you, this was a big failure. Particularly with Rhea Ripley. Then like, Charlotte's like, I'll see you at WrestleMania. And Rhea Ripley's like, yeah, you will. Like, okay. <laughs> Good comeback, mate. Yeah, I wish I, yeah, I, I mean, I saw you just then because it, it's open to rain here. Yeah. Uh, next, next time we, we meet, I will be there. Yeah. Then we got Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio from last year's Survivor Series. I was fun. I
1: genuinely, genuinely forgot all this happened <laughs> uh,
2: with with uh, Minnie Walter there getting involved.
1: I, I did forget <laughs> about all
2: of this. I was cuz I had a joke in my video earlier where I was like when I was writing it I, I said yeah cuz Kane Velasquez got hit so hard he turned into Dominic or Dominic got hit so and I was like wait what came first <laughs> so I had to I had to remember the whole sequence of events and actually Survivor Series was the end of all that yeah uh, Crown Jewel had already happened cuz then Ray was beating
1: him up with the lightsaber
2: yeah then they ran down the WrestleMania card including Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, a match that both Roman Reigns and Triple H have publicly admitted isn't happening.
1: Now, to WWE's credit, or to play into WWE's hand, I'm going to at this ever so slightly, they have obviously pre-recorded something that's going to air on SmackDown this Friday because they've advertised the face-to-face. So they've clearly already taped something and in that segment, that's when it becomes Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. So you can't say that that match is not happening before that segment takes place. Like, you know, I think in that sort of like kayfabe world, you can't unannounce the match because you haven't had the angle yet where the match gets cancelled. Probably should have done that segment on last Friday's show. But, you know, who who am I to talk about pre-taped shows? So I you know, to defend WWE ever so slightly, I took to completely pritchard the situation. But it is very interesting as well um, on that note that I, and you might be able to correct me on this, but whenever the commentators were talking about WrestleMania, they were telling people to contact their pay-per-view providers before plugging the network. Now, to my memory and my recollection, it's always been about the network because yeah. four years ago, they decided that the network was the only way forward. And if you ordered via pay-per-view, you were dumb. Like Michael Cole and the other commentators would literally tell you on TV, if you've ordered this on pay-per-view, you're stupid because you can get on the network for way cheaper. But this show was a lot of contact your cable provider, contact your pay-per-view provider to get WrestleMania. Which is when I started to feel a bit uneasy about them saying, you will see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Cause I'm like, well, you, if you order this on pay-per-view now on the strength of that match, and you're not gonna get that match, with wwe knowing they're not going to present that match that's quite underhanded
2: yeah it it is a bad situation you know out sort of outside of wwe's control so there is sympathy there but i, I you know when stuff like this happens freaking just come out in a minute and stop promoting the show that the thing that's not going to happen like yeah mm. sure it's not going to you might slightly puncture the kayfabe universe but you've spent the last month doing that with the undertaker's character anyway so yeah. and and i think if ever people were going to understand now they will uh i i yeah i i think the wrestle i think wrestlemania's been an absolute disaster I think it's going to be rubbish and I think in the long run we're going to look back at this as a very poorly handled situation. Yeah. Um the main event of the show was Brock Lesnar standing right on the sort of ropes facing the hard cam and Paul Heyman standing slightly behind him cutting an awesome promo where he just, you know, he talked up Drew McIntyre and the whole roster. And loads of other people as well. It just and a master stroke of getting people over, really.
1: Yeah, it was really, really good. Like he put Drew over massively, but then you know, also put over Brock Lesnar. A really, really solid uh ending, you know, to the show and a really solid go home promo from Heyman. I particularly love the line when he said, you know, look back at the last few go home shows before WrestleMania. It's always Brock Lesnar. And you know what? Next year. It will be Brock Lesnar again as your WWE champion, which I think is also a bit of a damning indictment of WWE's booking. But, uh, but you know, I thought it was a really, really solid promo. No Drew on this show because I'm assuming you know he was over in Scotland filming the thing with BT Sports, so couldn't be here for the the show itself.
2: Yeah, he was advertised though. So Torpeak. yeah, so this seems to be a weird thing. I, I I don't know what would have been better, to be honest. I, I, My gut tells me that having Drew there would have been a better angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally get why you wouldn't have done that, though, if there were travel issues. Uh, and and maybe having him away made this Heyman promo work better. I don't know. Uh, but what was interesting with that Brock Lesnar standing here this time next year line was that Paul Heyman did use... The super effective. This is a spoiler. It's not just a spoiler. It's like a goddamn guarantee. I promise you, this time next year, Brock Lesnar will be standing here as the champion again, heading into WrestleMania. But he said it in a way that made it also sound like he was talking about Brock beating Drew at uh, mm-hmm. this weekend. So yeah. I, th- I th- it was a brilliant sleight of hand because he never said the spoiler part about brock beating drew because i think i think drew's winning
1: yeah and i think you could probably make a very good guess that brock will be champion come next this time next year because
2: brock is always just the champion around this time it would appear and if paul is thinking that far in advance i think that's a great idea if this time next year he can stand there and say i promised you this last year and he's champion now and then Brock can put someone else over at WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Goldberg. We'll have to find <laughs> out. Uh, but I, I thought this was an absolutely terrific promo on a show of very excellent promos. This
1: whole situation uh, has shown that WWE have got incredibly strong promos. They've just never really let people do them because they have heavily scripted them over the you know last 10, 15 years or whatever it is. And I think that this has shown that you don't need to heavily script people. You can just give them a microphone. They're all excellent promos and they can all cut excellence. You know, they can do great promos. And it's really, it's, it's been shown over the last couple of weeks that it's one of their strongest suits. And if they can continue this, After all of this is over, then they might be onto a bit of a winning formula here because they're doing a lot of really good wrestling on this show. So, you know, they were up until uh, the empty arena stuff. They can combine that with great in-ring promos as well and great backstage segments.
2: Raw and SmackDown will be on fire again. Oh, my God. If the if the last few weeks of shows had an a a hot audience with good in-ring action, that it's it's amazing. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're probably four to four to five out of five shows. I mean, last week's I gave four out of five without an audience. Yeah. I, I think I think WWE are putting on a very good product right now. It's yeah. just a shame that it's going to climax in this disaster of a two-day event. Um, but the yeah, because it's it's a format that can only really sustain great wrestling promos and talking. Uh, the and also I, I pose this question to you, Luke. Mm. Do you think this would have been? This was a better go home show for WrestleMania of for or for Raw for Raw than what they might have had in their heads if if the world wasn't currently ending? Mm. Because they have got a terrible track record of WrestleMania go home Raw's. Yeah, hey, do you remember the the tug of war between Brock and Roman? <laughs>
1: um ollie was shaking his head there for podcast listeners um yeah I, i i think i do agree with you on that one i think it probably was because there was no there's no fluff in there like, you know, if you have three hours to fill and you're not using that, you know, because the first hour was effectively taken up with the WrestleMania main event from last year and you had the Brock versus Ray match from Survivor Series, you're kind of you sort of filling out time with those two things. If you didn't have those things to be filled out with, you'd have just had, I don't know, Eric Rowan with a spider or, you know, doing what have you. So there probably would have been more fluff on the show. As it was, it was just very tightly focused on the matches they were looking to promote for Mania come Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, William <coughs> Tallman says Gaza
2: Theory Team V or um, Team Five maybe. Team five, uh <laughs> yes, maybe fit Gaza Theory team, just call it Five V? I don't know. Oh, because of Vega, maybe? I've just seen that everyone was also saying in the chat that we should also add Alistair Black to Zelina Vega's people she goes ah, after. Oh, you're right. The real life husband of Zelina Vega. Uh Darren Battery
1: uh thinks Drew is going to win, isn't he? He's my pick. He's my pick as well. Uh, Chaotic Punk, uh, if you could take away three matches from the Mania
2: card and replace them with any three matches of your choice, what would those matches be? Well, I would switch Reigns versus Goldberg and Fiend versus Cena around. So it would be Cena versus Fiend for the title and Goldberg Mm -hmm. versus Reigns not for the title. And then I would probably get rid of about eight other matches just to shorten the show.
1: Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, I just have to do a quick bit of checking because um, uh, Joseph Oliveira has said that <laughs> WrestleMania is showing up on Fight TV. Say what? Oh, so I just went to go check it. What they've got is they've got the pre show, the first night kickoff show is on there, but I don't know if like the full WrestleMania show is available to be ordered from it. No, I don't want notifications, Fight
2: TV.
1: <laughs> um, How bizarre. So uh, you keep reading now. I'm
2: going to do a bit more digging around on this. Yeah, sure. Um, chaotic punk. If you could take, oh, that's sorry, that's the one we just done. J- Jose Olvera is uh, nope, WrestleMania showing up on you Fight can, TV. You can buy uh, yeah, night one for 35 bucks, uh,
1: night two for 35 bucks, or the weekend package for 60 dollars.
2: Well, uh, we did do a lot of videos about a month or two ago about how it seemed WWE were abandoning the network, and but that was clickbait, to- <laughs> Ollie, that was clickbait. <laughs> And they were either going to move back to a more pay-per-view based model or selling their shows to TV networks for or other streaming services. And yeah, I mean, that's uh, the, the idea was Vince was going to have a big announcement to make before the end of Q1, which is today, March 31st. And it hasn't happened. So mm. yeah, seems like they're scrambling. Yeah, could be. Dymatic of the ghost. Black guys pick by Heyman get buried by Vince. I mean... I, I don't know what you're suggesting there. I, I'd have to look at the people who were pushed and the people who weren't pushed more closely to see if there was any correlation with race. Um, Anshu says, do you guys really think this
1: WrestleMania is going to be remembered forever in spite of all of its problems in the world? WWE is still pulling on a show for the universe. They need to be praised for it. I know this WrestleMania is weird, but I'm still excited about it.
2: I think it will be remembered in the same way as WrestleMania 2 was remembered, where people go, huh, it was recorded from three different locations. That's crazy. Why did they do that? And I think people will look back on WrestleMania 36 and go, my God, they should have just postponed it, because damn, wasn't that actually very dangerous and ultimately made a weird, rubbish, wet fart of a card.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think people are going to look back on this in 10 years as a sort of very interesting curio being like, wow, can you believe that they did that? Almost in the same way where they'll be like, man, can you believe they still did over the edge after Rowan died? Matthew Robinson says, got to love Undertaker's promo. It was badass, not just an entrance. Hope you are all staying safe from Steve Carino.
2: Thank you, Matthew Robinson. You too.
1: Um, the bad one rhyme be bad. See, I knew I was right when I called Golden Joe the best heel in wrestling. Poor Papa Platinum Pete.
2: I I would I would disagree that Golden Joe turned heel. Uh <clears throat> go and check out No Rolls Bard, folks. It's open for interpretation, of course, but uh Golden Joe's a babyface, my friend. Uh Canomil Probabil Proper Bill says, Don't you think T V title is an outdated concept? No, not at all i', I, if anything, I like it's more the idea.
1: relevant now
2: <laughs> yeah and TV, thing... more money in t v now so the a e w have called their t v title the t n t title i I think it's a brilliant idea. What a way to yeah. endear yourselves to the people who sign your checks yeah. as opposed to what w w e do which is routinely mug them off <laughs> um We've also
1: got uh, Brandon says, just like the other guy said, I subscribed to No Rolls Bard because of it. Wanted that early access uh, for the Go Home show and the Colossal Tussle. I'm assuming he is someone who's also backed us on Patreon. What a smart, smart man. Thank you uh, very much. Matthew Shield with
2: a No Rolls Bard question said, How do you know Tom and Lolo from No Rolls Bard? So Tom is a friend of Adam's. I think they, they've they known each other for, for decades, uh, long-running friends. Um, and Lolo, we were – well, she, she'd she done wrestling stuff before with Pro Wrestling Eve or Eve Wright a a Wrestling Girl. Uh, and, yeah, we were aware of her from that. We asked if she wanted to do a few test sessions with us. She did. She was amazing, which so was so nice. No- like, she was the first person we sort of approached outside of our little group. And, yeah what a first win
1: i know right what an absolute win that (laughs) was she's so so funny uh and lastly from tomo rainmaker
2: (laughs) rainmaker
1: it's not getting old Uh, and some last minute super chats in matthew said becky and shana's match is looking like it'll actually have some heat i think it may work well in front in front of a crowdless arena
2: I don't know. But Becky's a very good actor, so maybe she can bring uh, some trash talking and stuff like that to the performance. I, I'm, I've I'm, i got low expectations, really, for that match.
1: Chaotic Punk, how would you book an AEW invasion of WWE? is <laughs> it's a big oh, question. <laughs> That's a big old question. Um, Metal Bear, I like the promos on the show. By far the best part of WWE since the Steve Carino outbreak. Stay safe,
2: lads. I'm um, sorry. Just so we do actually slightly answer Chaotic Punk's question, uh, I think that the way to do it would be to base it around Cody and Triple H. I think that's the feud you uh, you play into. Yeah. Um, we've also had Patel 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 Ron six uh, a donation with no message. Thank you very much. A few well, other super chats have come in. Matthew Robinson. If I have to hear too big for one night one more
1: time, I might have to swear, <laughs> or I might have to self quarantine from WWE. Yeah. Uh, start Recording said, who would you like Samoa Joe to feud with when he returns? Also, I think Black should have a feud with
2: Rollins or Andrade after WrestleMania. Um, Oh, Samoa Joe. I would like to see Samoa Joe Drew McIntyre, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and did Black. Yeah. Did you see they released the video
1: where Samoa Joe got that concussion? Oh, uh, my the, God. Uh,
2: it's insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah uh yes yeah, nuts uh and benny sato is up in the chat to say money for the boys and over on Streamlabs, uh write something funny has said uh, i don't know about you guys but i feel the lack of drew on the show has really slowed down his momentum so much so that i don't think he's going to win at a wrestlemania a wrestlemania that is too big for one night i'm bracing myself for disappointments
2: oh right so you think drew's not going to win that's what they're saying here. And thank Ugh. you to Jobber JJ, who's just donated with no message. Oh, thank you very much. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us for this stream. Uh, and remember, go over to Parts Fun Known. Go over to Parts Fun Known. I'm going to spam the link. Uh, oh, God, some more Super Chats are coming in. You um, those.
1: Yeah, Jose Vasquez said, uh, what is the law to work for WWE for free agents?
2: um being able to work for the biggest wrestling promotion in the world and guaranteed money there you go um and can you get to the last one yeah injection says do you think it would be interesting to see wrestlers trying to win the match instead of being booked to win uh, hashtag wrestlecenter 36 You mean like in a shoot
1: capacity? I think think they mean in a shoot capacity, yes. And Crikey, another Super Chat has come in as well. So answer that question.
2: Oh, I was just going to say to Injection, um, that has been done. It was one of the worst uh, ideas in wrestling history. It's called Brawl for All. It's in the (laughs) late 90s. Uh, Good God. Uh, Shane Gensler has just gotten in as well. Don't feel like he's Badass Taker. This is Realistic dead man. I actually love it. Reminding me more of Ministry, uh, greater than Badass... Undertaker. Hopefully at WrestleMania he's more goth than ever. Coffin emoji, skull emoji. I, I like the fact that we're going with this is realistic, dead man. It reminds me of the <laughs> Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> and Matthew Robinson, uh, hashtag we're all junkies. I don't know what that means. <phone rings> Thank you all so
1: much for listening to this podcast. We will be back on Thursday with the AEW Review and then the magazine show on the Friday, the SmackDown Review on the Saturday. In fact, it's going to be... I mean, hell, it's going to... A very, very busy week is coming up because, yeah, we've got AEW on Thursday, we've got the magazine show on Friday. On Saturday, we have got the SmackDown Review. Then on Sunday, we're going to have night one of WrestleMania Review. That's going to be by me and Adam. And the same thing will happen on Monday. That will be WrestleMania night two will be reviewed. And then on Monday, it will be uh, the regular Raw review, which does mean we're probably not going to put out a self-quarantine bonus episode because, you know, there's all that WrestleMania stuff going on. Uh, But I hope you've enjoyed this self-quarantine bonuses. Let me know. Get in touch. Luke at WrestleTalk.com. Let me know if there's any pay-per-views from our archives that you would like to see us put out, you know, because we're all in this together. Stay safe, wash your hands, take care, I love you,
0: goodbye.